behind the fence. Welcome to Leaving the Yard. We got a minute after 5 o'clock here on the Fan 1079. Chuck Zach and Dodger Danny Williams sitting in one more time for uh, Tony Kirk, who is supposed to be back tomorrow. Yeah, if he shows back up. If he shows back up. Otherwise, <laughs> I guess he'll be sitting in for day four. Hey! That's right. That's right. <laughs> That'd be me. Yep, that's right. Anywho, it's a good Monday, a little bit warm outside, but uh, this is supposed to be the uh, hottest week of the year so far. And of course, Football practice started today. Yep, two days started today. Or, you know, at some schools and other schools, you had some freshmen getting after it. So, uh, stay hydrated, stay hydrated, stay hydrated. That's all I do. I hydrate. Water, water, water. Well, first of all, Jerry Stanford's going to join us at five thirty. We'll talk to the uh, football coach of the Texas High Tigers, and uh, it's not the Tigers aren't really going full blow today. It's the freshmen today. They'll get the uh, varsity kids, the sophomores, uh, juniors, and seniors up tomorrow and start practice tomorrow so for them today and they had overcast day most of the day it started getting hot about three o'clock it actually wasn't bad the rest of the day yeah it wasn't too bad at all it's bad right now they're actually practicing right now texas high is but we're going to get jerry off the uh off the field and on the phone and give him a a 30 minute reprieve from uh, yelling at ninth graders (laughs) when uh, we get him on the phone at 5 30 remember it's live radio and it's a coach on the first day of practice so we're planning to have him but we know the uh, motto is all plans are soft yeah, absolutely. So we'll see. Especially on live radio. Exactly on live radio. It's, yes, whatever. Anywho, as we start today, NFL camp's going hot and heavy, but uh, it's hard to find too many times in cowboy country when the Texas Rangers surpass the Cowboys in headlines once camp opens in Oxnard for uh, for Dallas. But this weekend's the weekend. Oh, yeah. Rangers went World Series or bust this weekend. I would have never, ever, ever expected the degree of commitment to try to get a ring this year. Never would have thought it. Yeah, commitment not only in money, uh, but also in some pro- some really hefty prospects that they had to give up to get the guys. But they didn't give away their best. No, they didn't. They, I, I think what, what's the highest ranked of the guys they gave away of in their farm system? I don't know what he's ranked, but it's Ronald Acuna Jr.'s brother, right. and you know Ronald Acuna is special, so his brother could be just as special. Could be though. There's the potential, and you know that four letter word. That's but. the one guy they gave away to the sure. Mets. Yep. They gave away a handful of guys to the Cardinals for Jordan Montgomery and Weaver. Mm-hmm. But none of them were named Rocker or no. Lighter or the kid from Florida they just drafted. They were guys who were, you know, and we said this the other day, probably top 200 in uh, in, in the farm systems. Sure. These guys are probably in the top 200, but they're not in the top 10 for the Rangers, and they're not in the top 100 
for Major League Baseball prospects. No, and Rangers got the Mets to pay quite a bit of the salary of Scherzer, and Scherzer's getting paid. You know, it's a ridiculous amount of money from three teams this year. You know, something like $15 million or more from three different teams, which has never happened before. Nice. So, yeah, they, uh, Scherzer was on the fence. It was reported, you know, he was traded to the Rangers, and he's like, well, I have a no-trade clause. I haven't, you know, uh, waved off on this and said it was good, and then he signed off on it a little bit later in the day, and he's going to bring that bulldog mentality to the Rangers, which they need. And, and maybe more importantly than waving the no-trade clause, which he had to do before he was going to come here, is agreeing to next year. Right. He didn't agree just to finish out this year, and you could have done the whole Otani conversation we've had a couple of times about, well, we'll get you a guy for August and September, and if we make a playoff run, that's our guy, and then we probably can't keep him, but we we took a shot at it. Sure. He committed for 2024. Right. Which is huge for the Rangers. Absolutely, because then you, you know, you bridge that year. Hopefully, the Rangers keep their fingers crossed. They bridge that year with no Jacob DeGrom next year. Right. You have Scherzer, and hope Scherzer doesn't break down, stays in good health, you know, has that bridge back to DeGrom, who's younger, ready to go, and can compete once he comes back from his Tommy John. Now, reality check for Ranger fans. DeGrom's velocity is down. And I read the other day his spin rate. Scherzer. Scherzer, rather. Who did I say? Yeah. DeGrom. DeGrom. Yep. Scherzer. Scherzer's velocity is down and spin rate is down. For many time in his career, they've been measuring the two things. Sure. So he's not 25. Nope. He's, what, 30. Eight thirty-seven. Yeah, he's he's older, but the one motto in baseball is if you get a guy to Texas or Dallas, Arlington or Houston, that for some reason the you know the spin rate and velocity goes up. So there's something in the water in Texas where the you, you know that? spin rate and what velocity. Are you goes, us? I'm not saying anything. I I mean Scherzer was a pickup for the Dodgers one playoff series, and uh, he pitched very well for us uh, for that you know September, October, end of August, and. Uh, so it'll, it should be interesting. I mean, Rangers' bullpen was uh, a little light. They got a guy there. Their starting rotation was really light, and they got two very good pitchers. So things are looking up for the Rangers. Now they can get, you know, Seager and a few other guys off the DL or oh, yeah. IL. They'll be sitting pretty. And they went into San Diego, you know, this weekend and swept the Padres. So that was really good. They I got mean, swept by the Padres. <laughs> exactly. What? Yeah, see, that's the I was being sarcastic. You know, it's just that they need to put it together. You make all these decisions and right. win and go win or bust. You you gotta go out there and put it together. But I can see a baseball team that's distracted this weekend as the Saturday news about Scherzer comes out and the Sunday news about Montgomery comes out and now you're kind of distracted by what are we going to have and whose job's going to be in jeopardy here and is, is it going to be me? Am I going down? Am I going to be traded as well? Are we done moving people? I can see where teams struggles to focus this weekend. San Diego's still on the outside of the playoff yeah, look. And I mean, they really what happened in the grand scheme, Rangers, nothing really happened for them. I mean, they lost three games. That's a big deal. But the bigger deal is it's made the Padres into a buyer now. They won three games yeah. and now they're going out shopping, yeah. you know, because they still feel like if they can get a good run together, which, you know, three games can turn to five, can turn to eight, can turn to 12, and you go in 12 and three in 15 games and you're right in the playoff mix. No question. So, no question. I mean, it's, it's, they're hoping to catch lightning in a bottle. So, but it's, <laughs> It's really interesting. The AL West is priming to be really – I mean, we talked about all the teams there. S Seattle has started to ship stuff off. 
They they made a trade today. To, oh, I know, didn't see today's yeah, trade. They, they traded a, a reliever away today, which mm-hmm. maybe not d- doesn't you know squash them for the whole rest of the season. But but they're hot right now too. They've won six in a row, haven't they? Right, but the Angels just keep adding and adding well, sure. and adding and adding. I mean, as big of idea as the Rangers had this weekend, and locally it's huge. The Angels just keep going, and they 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 have a, as big a winner bust as as the Rangers do. Clubs will look at what the front office does. Sure. And you got two schools of thought if you're Seattle. School of thought one is while you watch the Rangers and you watch the Angels in particular and think, God, what's our front office doing? They're picking up. Each one got an ace, in effect, Giolotto and and Scherzer. Each one of them moved to shore up their bullpen. Mm -hmm. We haven't done anything. So teams can go, A, my front office – doesn't think we're good enough to win it right now and they're not adding pieces and they're not helping us compete with these other teams or front office believes in what we've got here right now and I respect the fact they didn't sell off parts in the future parts of this club that's in the clubhouse right now to try to bring somebody in that they think is going to be a band-aid or lightning in a bottle I've seen clubs go both directions on this I've seen a Milwaukee team that just gutted itself when their team didn't make a move and the Seattle, I mean, excuse me, the St. Louis's and the Cubs around them did and the Brewers didn't and you could just see the whole sure, or spirit leave the team. Or even when they picked up, you use them as an example, when they picked up CC Sabathia yeah. and they added him and CC Sabathia wasn't having a great year. He was contract year, but he wasn't having a great year and then, like you said, lightning in a bottle, boom, yep. you know, and they're making a deep playoff run. Well, so. He's pitching every third day. Yeah, exactly. what he was doing there. Yep. So I'm, I'm, intri- I'm still intrigued by Seattle. I'm going to say this all the way until they collapse. I still think they're somehow going to work their way into the playoff conversation. I read a piece that the word is that they are not trading away their future this year oh, I wouldn't. For, for anything. So I, wouldn't. I don't think they're going to make a splash. I think they're just going to try to give their guys the mindset, like you said, that we believe in you. Go out and win it. All these other guys are burning their farm systems down. Go right ahead and go and win it. Wasn't this a really young team last year in Seattle yes. too? Like oh yeah, they were the youngest in the playoffs. Like yeah, in they, Cleveland and, maybe. Yeah, they, and they honestly they said they were two or three years away and they made the playoffs. So, right. you know, if you know we we talked before, you know, you may not make the playoffs two years in a row, but that third year next year would be the year that hey, we've done this before. You know, we believe in ourselves. Add a couple pieces in the off season and be good to go intriguing weekend in baseball it's weird to not hear the red Sox. the dodgers did make some moves yep the yankees didn't do a whole heck of a lot yeah padres haven't pulled the trigger anything yet giants braves haven't done anything yet st louis is becoming a seller oh yeah cubs are holding pat i don't know what the cubs are doing they won eight in a row in a bad division i get it but they have bellinger on a one-year contract and they could get quite a hefty ransom back for him uh, unless they believe they can sign him long term uh, because he's had kind of a renaissance with them. So, Or they think the division's bad enough. They can still win it. Yeah. I mean, you, is anybody scared of Milwaukee or Cincinnati? Certainly not St. Louis. The Cubs are third in the division right now and are the hottest team. Yeah, and I, but I mean, the Reds are a freight train and the brewers just keep doing yeoman's work and day after day yeah. putting in the work can't so. play the braves anymore no of course That's, not. they just the got bra- killed by the, the braves. braves are unreal i mean the braves are the best team in baseball hands down yeah milwaukee made a uh i don't know a locker room move they picked up carlos santana okay who had had good years in cleveland mm-hmm. um managed he's in pittsburgh now 
They managed to make a trade for a minor league player. They have no offense at all. Their offense is <laughs> dreadful. And this is a really good clubhouse guy. Yeah. and Can play anywhere. Can play anywhere. He's a little older now. Sure. He's in his mid-30s. But he's had experience in the postseason, and he's a guy that teams love. You don't have the money to make big splash moves. You make these fringy little moves. And, and their sense was, we don't want to mess with our pitching, and we don't want to mess with our defense, and we're just going to try to stay the course. Yep. We just know we're not going to hit a lot, but we think we've, we're good enough on the other two fronts that we can still win. Right, and that's the small market mentality. That's make what the, you got to do. Make the little moves to, to really make it happen. You know, if, if they weren't leading the division, you know, a year ago they traded Josh Hader, sure. who was their their big piece. Yep. Burns' kid's their best piece right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If they hadn't been in first place, I think they would have tried to, to to move him at the deadline. Uh, I think they would have tried to move a lot more than just yeah. one. If oh, they, yeah. Well, he's the guy. The Woodward's right. hurt. and Right. That would have been the guy. Yeah. It's it's interesting, like you said, it's surprising to hear baseball over football. I know, right? And baseball, I know it's you know not a super popular sport, as popular as it has been, obviously. But attendance is up. They've had their largest Saturday attendance across baseball. So baseball is just sitting there smiling and going, okay, we'll steal a few more headlines for a few more weeks with different teams, which is kind of which is good. You know, you, ha- you still have your same old few teams that are there all the time, but you do have some of these new new blood guys, and it's good for baseball. We got division races. Sure. The Central and the American League is bad, but they're all close enough to be still in it. <laughs> Hot garbage, but yeah, they'll all, they'll beat up beat up on each other. The for Orioles sure. have taken the lead in the East. Yeah, I saw a stat today that there were ten percent chance of making the playoffs at the beginning of the season. Now it's eighty four, and then <laughs> they had posted right inside, right up next to it, and I think it was in Baltimore that the Yankees were an eighty three percent chance of making the playoffs, and now there's something like twenty five percent chance of making the playoffs. So Car- or, uh, Orioles trying to rub it in just a little bit. Yeah. The West has the Rangers, couple game lead over the Astros. Angels and Mariners coming. Yep. Atlanta looks like the best team in the National League with a pretty fair lead in, in what Miami I think is second. Yeah, and Philadelphia. Philadelphia, you know they. I don't believe in them, but you know they they Veteran got team. hot. You know they get hot. Yep. You know. There you go. So. All right, let's take a break. It's fourteen after five. It's Dodger Danny sitting in here today. Tony Kirk will be back tomorrow, but uh, we're gonna carry on without him this afternoon. Coming up in about 15 minutes, Jerry Stanford, head football coach, athletic director over at Texas High, will be on the phone with us. We'll talk up the first day of practices. High school football is back in the state of Texas. Around the state they go. Kennedale started at a minute after midnight last night. Wow. You want to be first. So they said, everybody else is sleeping while we're practicing. We're back in a minute. You're on the fan, 107.9. Prepare for the future and reach your full potential at Liberty ILO ISD. At Liberty ILO, our educators will assist your child to become a college graduate and or career ready. We believe a safe and secure environment provides the peace of mind necessary for the pursuit of excellence. Our school environment gives our students and staff the freedom to pursue and achieve the highest levels of performance. As we say at Liberty ILO, leopard pride never dies. To feel the calming effects of nature, take a deep breath in 
and out. Every breath makes you feel closer to nature, and every sip makes nature feel closer to you. Michelob Ultra Pure Gold, beer in its organic form. Prepare for the future and reach your full potential at Liberty Ilo ISD. At Liberty Ilo, our educators will assist your child to become a college graduate and or career ready. We believe a safe and secure environment provides the peace of mind necessary for the pursuit of excellence. Our school environment gives our students and staff the freedom to pursue and achieve the highest levels of performance. As we say at Liberty Ilo, leopard pride never dies. Welcome back. 17 after 5, leaving the yard. Chuck Zach and uh, Dodger Danny Williams sitting in this afternoon. Tony Kirk back tomorrow. Jerry Stanford coming up in about uh, 15 minutes. Uh, Wednesday's show, Zach Fisher is going to be joining us as uh, he comes back from his foray to the British Open. Sorry, the Open. <laughs> He'll be on the phone with us 5.30 on Wednesday. So That's we'll awesome. So we'll get to visit with him a little bit. Yeah, one of my former students got to caddy for him. Uh, and so that was really fun. Not only the connection there, but then um, Grayson, one of my students, former students, got to caddy for him and said it was the greatest experience. Other than obviously playing in it himself, uh, him being a caddy, he said it was awesome. Yeah, you say the greatest experience. That, that was he his wins. Voice. You lift the claret well, jug, yeah, and you course. just not but, only was it a great experience, but you get a pretty hefty check. Sure, but I think you know, being able to be there and live in that moment and oh, be yeah. there for him. Yeah, it was it was a Friends. lot of fun for him. Oh yeah, it's one absolutely. thing. It's one thing to have you know, Tiger's what was it fluff right. on, on his bag. Well, they didn't grow up together. They no. weren't friends. They were happened to be his caddy. This is a different deal. Absolutely, but we're gonna have Zach on uh, Wednesday, so we'll get a chance to. Here, the uh, experience, he made the cut, got to play all four days, and uh, see what the future holds for the former Texas High golfing Tiger. Yep, it'll be uh, good to hear from him and uh, watch all the rest of the Tigers. You know, that good pedigree that Texas High has for golf. Oh, gosh. Just keep dominating throughout the years to come. Yeah, they got a superstar heading to uh, Arkansas right now mm-hmm. who uh, may be the best that ever comes out of the school. Yeah, and he's a grinder. He's not very big, you know. He's a, a really good kid, and uh, he will uh, hit any hit anything full speed ahead. Yep. You know, great kid. So. Yep. All right. Uh, football. Some news coming out of Oxnard today. Cowboys running back Ronald Jones two game suspension. Can't use PEDs, boys and girls. Well, it's crazy. It's only two. Well, first offense, he was kind of free agenty stuff. They just signed him to a deal back in March. Right. Uh, problem with that is we're still, as, as Cowboy fans, you're still in that place where you're trying to get Tony Pollard back in healthy. The running back room's a little bit light opening up the season. We don't know what kind of shape Pollard's going to be in to start the year. And now you get uh, Jones out for the first couple of games. Not that it's a big deal. It matters a whole lot. But bodies early in the year, as we're starting to see people get injured in in training camp already. Of course. Saw a torn Achilles today from, uh, I forget what uh, 
what guy it was, but somebody, a Broncos, I think it was, lost a guy to a, a torn Achilles after he'd come back from a broken leg, I think, oh. last year. Oh, devastating. Yeah, so you lose guys early on. Uh, the Colts also had an injury at running back after uh, they can't decide if they're going to keep Jonathan Taylor. They say they are. It he wants keeps, to be traded. It just keeps getting messier and messier there. They wanted to put him on the non football performance list or whatever it's called because he got hurt before training camp because he complained of his back hurting and yep. then he says that his back wasn't hurting he never reported it it's just a mess and then they have you know the most one of the most outspoken not the most but one of the most outspoken owners in Jim Irsay who's like I don't care if I die tomorrow we are not trading him right like he, I, I'm going to my grave not trading him because he is going to play football for us right so I mean running back position is so you know undervalued at this point you know it's is it though i don't know i mean they still run the ball you know it is running league no it's not but you know the the top guys and even some of the middle tier guys have their qualms of okay even if you you're not going to pass every down you still need running backs you still need guys to a running back to block in the backfield you know they are worth something and you know these running backs and of course they would they're professionals they would never do that but you know they're protecting a lot of times your most valuable piece in your franchise and you know your your offensive linemen are as well but you know you come up short on a block out of the backfield and your quarterback gets smoked and he's out for a couple weeks you know, it, you might be going, dang, I should have spent an extra, you know, million or two on another uh, on another running back who we knew could block. Well, and, and there's the Cowboys quandary sure. now. Because Pollard can't block. Pollard's not a very good pass blocker. You're asking Dak to have one less, you know, bodyguard back there if Pollard happens to be in the game when they're calling pass plays. That's concerning. Not to mention one of his ultimate linemen is still not in camp. Well, and and – I don't know that I I rarely agree with Jerry. Rarely, rarely agree with Jerry. There's very <laughs> few places that I look at and go, you know what, Jerry? I agree with Jerry. I agree with Jerry on Zach Martin. He got paid. Zach got, and I've said this before. You sign the contract. You know when you sign that contract, and and you know all all cards on the table. NFL contracts are not guaranteed. Nope. There's a part of it that is, and if you negotiate it right, you're going to get X amount guaranteed money, and you know the rest isn't, that clubs can cut you at any time and reduce their financial burden, and while it was a contract, they don't necessarily have to live up to the non-guaranteed part of the money. I get it. It's the way the league has been. Because of injuries, that's the way the league's going to be. Sure. But Zach Martin signed a contract... First one out of college, he was so highly drafted in the first round, he got more money than basically any other offensive guard within that year or two. Mm -hmm. He signed a second contract. He was averaging $13 million a year. Getting paid handsomely for a guard. More than any other guard in the NFL. More than a lot of left tackles. Right. (laughs) But now a couple of guys have come in afterward. Sure. And have renegotiated their second contracts. Quentin Nelson for the Colts is one of those guys. Sure. Who have managed to move their number significantly higher than Zach Martin's. And Martin's now saying, I'm under I'm underpaid. Well, all right. Get to the third contract. Right. Finish out the contract you signed that you agreed to at the money that you said you could live with. These guys have negotiated because they came in after you have gotten the second deal, 
the gets moved up, you're going to get to your third contract. You're going to move up. I, I just I can't, and I agree with Jerry. Jerry said we only have so much money. I, I got to pay Micah. Micah Parsons got to get a paycheck. Right, and it's and I'm going to use the NBA in this example. Jalen Brown signed the richest deal in NBA history. Yeah, he's not the best player in the NBA. It's just his contract supermax came up at the time. He's not the best player in his own team. Yeah, exactly right. right. You know, and and would you say he's a Hall of Famer right now? Absolutely no. not. But there's many guys in the league who aren't getting paid higher than him. It's just timing. Right, and that's the way it is with quarterbacks in the NFL. Bringing it back to the bringing it back to football. It's the way it is with everything. It's the next contract gets the most guaranteed. It's the next contract gets this. It's the sure. next contract that gets that. And, and and like Jerry said, and again, I don't agree with Jerry a lot either, no. but it's the same thing. Go play. And it's built in. He's like, look, go play or you're going to get significantly fined. Oh, he is already. Right. You're getting significantly fined every day you miss training camp. And that, by, by the uh, agreement between owners and players, that fine can't be rescinded. Nope. 50 grand a day. Yes. Every day you're out. Yep. So I don't know, what's he at, 250 now? Yep. You don't get that 250 back. That comes off the top. Now, if you're making 13 million a year, all right. Sure, but you we're know, biting into you a little bit. Another five, another five days. You're at half a million. Now yep. you're going to get because I don't think the Cowboys are going to move on this. I don't I think the Cowboys are going to do anything. I wouldn't because they're like, look, go. Ahead. You miss all the training kit. We we don't have to pay you. No, you don't show up. You don't report. We're not paying you. So you don't show up and you miss even one or two games. Okay, well, there's you know almost another million dollars and another million dollars that yep. we don't have to pay you. So they're sitting there going, yeah, we need you. You are a great player. You're an all pro, but get your butt here and play and perform, and then we'll give you another contract because jerry with offensive linemen will pay them i just for the life of me don't get i can see guys at the end of first contracts who are like all right it's my fourth year the club hasn't done anything with me yet what are we doing i'm not i'm not coming in till i know what my future is going to be josh jacobs the running back for the the raiders the raiders they didn't pick up his fifth year option right and instead of getting on a plane and going to Vegas, he got on a plane in left Vegas, right. and he's not at training camp. That's right. So because he's like, I'm walking. You, right. you guys are going to pay me, or I'm not going to play. And in his scenario, I get and understand. He's Absolutely. playing under a rookie contract. Sure, he's not making the kind of money Zach Martin's making. Nope. He's at the end of a fifth year deal or four, fourth franchise, year, yeah, and a franchising, and, and and wants some long term security. Sure. And in the play, in the position that you're most apt to have a career ending injury. Yep. At running back. Absolutely. And I a position get, that's undervalued. I get him a little bit more. And I know the club can come back and use my own argument. Well, yeah, he signed a contract. Sure. Yeah, but it was a fifth-year option, and you haven't even talked about what the option's going to be now. Mm-hmm. And are you going to give this guy a longer-term deal or not? He needs to know. He needs some security to know what's the next thing. Sure. Zach Martin's already got the second contract. He already was the highest paid player at his position. It just so happens the market's moved. When he's up again, he'll get paid again. Sure. But that's what Zach Martin also has in his back pocket is he's had his first big contract and now like his rookie deal, which was big, and now his first big he's at the end of his first big deal. You know, so it's like, hey, I already have the money. I'm good. I'll sit. I'm good. Like, well, yeah, Le'Veon Bell tried that and then his career fell apart afterwards. So what are you gonna do? It's it's this big catch twenty two about you know, demanding your stuff and playing, but the big thing now is you can't waive those fines. All right, so tell me when he shows up. After week two of the preseason or uh, the regular season? No, after the preseason. So he'll be in. He'll be he'll be ready to play when the season starts. So he'll be in third week of preseason. Sure. Yeah, it's kind of what I think. Too. Yeah, I, I don't think he is going to. He'll take the the fines. Yeah. He's not going to miss a game check. 
No. Because he'll come back and report, and even if he's not ready to play play week one or, you know, and he's still, quote-unquote, not in shape, he's on the roster, he's going to get paid. Well, A, as a guard, the amount, the shape you have to be in is a little sure. different than being in running back shape, let's say. Absolutely. He's not running 40, 50 yards at a time. He's nope. got to have short burst kind of stuff. It's not terribly hard to get in shape for that if you've kept your weight right. So that shouldn't be a thing, number one. Number two – He's not going to have played a down in the first two preseason games anyway. Oh, absolutely not. So you don't really have to worry about that. Wherever the Cowboys decide we're going to put all our players in for a quarter, a series, or whatever, probably is game three. Sure. And he probably shows up for that and may play a series if he gets any in, and and then he'll be ready for the beginning of the season. He's going to miss a couple weeks of camp. It's going to cost him a million dollars. He'll be all right with it. And and, And he'll say, I saved my body for two weeks of the working out and in the heat and all the other stuff. And I made a point, and there was a chance. There was a 50-50 shot, a roll of the dice, that Jerry Benz. And, but no. Jerry's not going – I mean, I really don't think Jerry's going no, to. I wouldn't. No. I, and, I, and, and, and Jerry's right about the fact that if I do this with Zach Martin – I'm going to have to do with everybody. Every other guy who's been superseded by a renegotiation from another player sure. who signed a second contract, I'm going to have to deal with. Yep. I either draw the line in the sand and say to Zach Martin, my, maybe my best player, <laughs> other than player. Micah Pal- Parsons, yep. maybe my best player no, at his no position, no i got to say to this guy, I'm not paying you. No. I'm paying you what we what we agreed to. And Jerry's got to stick there. I mean, I really do. I'm not a, I'm always for the player and get your money, get your money, get your money. But player, Jerry's got to stick his feet in the ground and not move. He'll do it. I hope so. It's 29 after 5. We'll take a break. We'll get on the phone. We'll see if Jerry Stanford can walk away from practice for a minute. We'll talk to the coach of the Tigers from Texas High when we come back. Leaving the yard. Chuck Zack, Dodger, Danny Williams here on the fan, 107.9. <laughs> You can arrange six numbers in different ways, but in the right order unlocks a life-changing $50,000 payday. You can try your combination in one of our broadcasts this summer, but even if no one cracks the code, someone in the Arclotex will score a guaranteed $10,000 from iFurniture, Middlemark, Texas Freedom, Unclaimed Furniture, Wingstop, Daily Deals, and Texarkana's local leader for local sports and big money. 107.9 The Fan. In sports, five games were featured in Hockey Action last year. Every year, millions of people rely on portable generators when they lose access to electricity. But some of them don't understand that a portable generator's carbon monoxide emissions can kill if their generators are used indoors. So we're here to clear the air. Always take your generator outside, away from windows and doors. When you take it outside, you distance yourself from the dangers of carbon monoxide. For more safety tips, visit TakeYourGeneratorOutside.com. I've escaped the screens, and the sun bathes everything in a golden glow. It's a cold, organic beer that tastes as perfect as nature itself. That's pure gold. Michelob Ultra Pure Gold, the first national USDA-certified organic beer. Organic by nature. Enjoy responsibly. 2020 Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Pure Gold, St. Louis, Missouri. 107.9 Fan Weather Forecast for the four states. We have heat advisory in effect overnight until 10 a.m. tomorrow. 
otherwise partly cloudy with a low of 78, sunny and hot with a high of 102, heat index values as high as 109 tomorrow, clear tomorrow night with a low of 80. Listen for details about our next live roadshow. If your six-digit combination opens the cash vault, you'll win $50,000. We are back. It's 32 after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Chuck Zack, Dodger Danny Williams sitting in for the Professor Tony Kirk this afternoon. Joining us live on our radio, on our telephone here on the radio, is uh, Texas High's head football coach and athletic director Jerry Stanford. First day of football has arrived. Are you in game shape, Coach? I'm decently in game shape. A decent little workout all summer long. So you better get ready for it. It's going to get you one. Uh, you know, you know, coaches. You we joke about this. We talk about, boy, players better be in shape. It's hot, and coaches aren't always in the best shape coming in, and they suffer from it. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. I'm surprised you guys didn't pull a Kennedale and start at midnight. <laughs> Man, I'm at, if I was going to do anything, I'd be like 5 a.m. and let's call it a day. I don't do night. Okay. I'd rather do something early in the morning. Yeah, but it's cool. Nobody else is doing yeah. that. You're the first one. I get it, but that next day, <laughs> I wouldn't make it. <laughs> Did you have a good summer? Yeah, we did. Had a good summer. You know, football-wise, it's really good. You know, personally, it was great. Always good to have some downtime and just relax a little bit. But uh, had good off-season all summer long. Kids worked hard, so it's uh, it's been good. Now, you guys push the weight room obviously during the summer. You look for a high percentage of, of turnout. I know yours aren't mandatory, are they? No, no, not mandatory. It's like mandatory optional. Right, that's thing. right. <laughs> uh, optionally mandatory situation, but no, it was good. Uh, numbers. Uh, we had this. It was probably the most consistent summer. You know how it is. You want kids to go on vacation. You want them to go out of town, and then when they're in town, be here. And I felt like this was probably one of the more consistent summers we've had. Of the kids who were here, were here. Uh, we can we count boys and girls. I mean, I thought our our girls' numbers were tremendously high this summer. Excellent. Um, they just did a really good job. So now it's a good summer. We're we're reading some stuff in the morning news today, and and coaches around the Metroplex are talking an awful lot about how they are uh, no longer even wanting to talk about two a days. It just doesn't seem to make any sense. They want their kids to be healthy. Two a days is old school stuff that you know kind of quick beat kids down to get in shape. Are those days gone? Yeah, they are. I mean, even just the legal limits of what UIL puts on people with days, minutes, length, inside or outside, uh, the new wet bulb regulation that were handed down to us about a month or so ago uh, really put some restrictions on what you can and can't do outside and for how long and what you can be wearing outside and for how long with this, uh, some of these new regulations and policies that have come out. How much do you guys want to get outside? I mean, it's a, it's a you want to work, you want to get them acclimated to the temperature, but you want to be productive in your work time too. Yeah, you know the reality is we're on a Friday, Thursday night. We're going to play in it. Um, obviously, seven thirty is a little different than three o'clock, and so we do want to be outside at that time frame to get your body just acclimated to being underneath the sun. I think that's as much as anything, just being underneath it and seeing it up there in the sky for a little bit, and so. We, we want to be conscientious of health uh, within that most importantly because if you don't have them on Friday nights because you were dumb and how you practice it and a really good philosophy for winning football games or taking care of a kid. Yeah. Um, and so today we've got freshmen only. Uh, we're inside. Uh, the field temperature today was 127 Ooh. under the wet bulb regulation. And so it's first day. You know, freshmen don't come in as in shape as a varsity player does. And so 
we'll come inside because we're going from uh, we're more middle of the afternoon today with them. Hmm, one twenty-seven. It's not even the hot day either. The hot day is supposed to be like Wednesday. Yeah, on the tariff it was one twenty-seven at four o'clock. So we came inside today with the freshmen. How many hours you want them out there a day with you? You know, a long practice. When I mean long, so we kind of break the season down into chunks. Hopefully, peak in at the right time, and so. A fall camp practice is going to be about two hours and 15 minutes um, to two hours and 30 minutes. Once we get to the regular season, uh, we're going to be at two hours. And then once we get to district, um, about a little less than two. And by the time we're halfway through district, we want to be at an hour and a half. You guys have uh, uh, updates on coaching changes this year? Some comings and goings? Yeah, not too much of a ton. You know, Eric Cross takes over. Um, our boys' basketball program, um, as far as head coaches go, that's really the only um, major head coaching change. Chelsea Slider had already stepped in the previous year in softball and just transitioned over into full-time uh, head coach at softball. And then uh, hired a couple football hires. Uh, hired Quan Hampton, um, who played here to come coach our receivers. Um, hired Justin Lewis, who also played here uh, to help at our middle school. Um, and then had one O-line coach uh, come in, Seth McBride. Um, and then on the defensive side of the ball, Brandon Easterly stepped in. Uh, Brandon Easterly had been at PG for a little while in the last couple of years. He's been down at Comfort as the athletic director head coach. Yeah, that's a, that's a really impressive hire to get Brandon back in town. He did a great job a few years ago at PG. Yeah, we really we got a lot of continuity on our staff. And, you know, the, the just of most of what we've got staff-wise has been here with me for the last – seven years now and so um, I think that's a big thing is consistency and then bringing in like-minded people um, who aren't just yes people but bringing good ideas and understand our kids I'm impressed you know last year you guys brought in Eric Sutton this year Quan Hampton are, are you conscientiously making some effort to get some of those guys closer to the kids age some recent grads to be part of the coaching staff we really are I mean that's a big thing for I think coaching these days is understanding your kids. You know, back in even at my age, you just did what your coach said, regardless of whether you knew who he, if he had a wife, had kids, or had anything. But kids these days want much of a relationship, and so bringing in coaches who understand our kids and are from here uh, goes a long way. I think a, a large part of our district is trying to do that as well academically with the programs we put into place to train our own people, to pay for our own people to go to college, to be teachers and coaches, and then hire them back. And so. I think right now we've got 12 kids that are either playing football or in college who plan to be coaching. Uh, we're consciously working with them to hire them back when they get out. Hey, Coach, uh, it looked like you had a lot of fun today out there with all the little kids at your uh, football camp. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, it went great. You know, really good numbers out there. Uh, just a ton of kids running around. It's just, I mean, it's an opportunity in that same parameters of our varsity. If you start to get to know kids and their background and who they are and what they are at the youngest age possible. And so we're not really full swing, like, varsity-minded yet. So that's a good time for these coaches, man. Just take a deep breath, have some fun, let some kids eat some popsicles, teach them a little bit about football and who we are, and go uh, in the fall camp next Monday. You know, folks who don't know, who aren't part of the school system, who, you know, may show up on Friday night and watch games or, or watch them on, on, on game day, listen to them on the radio, don't really know the kids. Uh, and, and you may mention real quickly on, on the littler kids, getting to know them, kind of figure out who they are, finding out a little bit about the family. Yeah, it, it, it may be the most unsung part of the job that, that coaches and teachers have to do, but trying to get, you know, 
get into these kids' lives a little bit and not just coach them or teach them, but mentor them. And in some cases, and I hate to overplay it, but maybe even save them. Yeah, I think that's the, probably it's a fine art that's becoming more and more important by the day because you've got to know what's going to walk in the door. And the quicker you can get to figure out a living situation about a kid, the more you're going to learn about why they are or are not the way they are. Um, just based on what they're going to walk into home and then walk back into the facility with and what baggage is there. How do they, I mean, a large part of this day and time is, I mean, kids just learn differently in different capacities because of technology and the resources different kids do have and the ones that don't have it. So you're having to teach and coach a, a different rate because of how many different learning styles there are this day and time. And so the faster you can learn these different learning styles and personalities, just the better coach and teacher you can be. Jerry Stanford with us. You should talk about that new technology. How have you guys implemented in trying to coach them differently? I mean, technology from the most part on our end, I think the sport is constantly changing when it comes to that. Most of the technology side is just what is available for a kid to watch and see to correct. Um, Everything is so much visual. So, I mean, they can have, we'll finish freshman practice here in the next hour or so and the film from practice will be immediately uploaded they could watch it as soon as they walk out of the door Um, they'll get a correction tape from their coaches they'll get just different outlets uh, technology wise that they can use as a resource to become a better athlete better student in in so many different ways Uh, you you look at baseball and what they did in the collegiate level with on the field to off the field communication um, it'll be interesting to see if UIL takes that same approach with baseball with us. And then I think if they do, that's going to inevitably move into the football world where NCAA right now doesn't allow sideline to field communication. But I think we're probably in the day and age of where it's coming. Yeah. This has been a tough three months over at Texas High between uh, uh, losing Keith Schutte, who'd been the voice of the Tigers for the last 10 years, Ryan Mallett this summer. Uh, it, it's not been an easy year. No, it really hadn't. Um, those are just you know, pinnacle people within this program over the last 20 years that made a difference, uh, and a positive difference at that. I mean, Ryan Mallett, the Gatorade Player of the Year, uh, a guy that his posters still hang on our wall that a ton of kids still look up to. I mean, his dad passing away just 18 months ago that coached here for 10, 15 years, and the same kind of people. And then you talk about Keith Shooty, who was the voice of the program, um, for a long time and just tremendously loved everything that was orange and everything about Texas High. He knew as much about our program as anybody did. And so those are things we've got to recapture, uh, but also not lose the memory thereof at the same time. Yep. Jerry Stanford is uh, joining us this afternoon. All right, let's get, uh, let's get talking about this football team of yours. You are certainly going to have to figure out a way to replace a bunch of offensive linemen. Which is always, you know, when we start talking about football teams, we love to go to the quarterback. But to be honest with you, it's offensive linemen, defensive linemen that really kind of gauge the success of a team. You guys had a bunch graduating last year. What's the prospect this year for the Tiger offensive line? You know, I think that's the the group that we put a question mark by right now because we don't know what that's going to look like as far as capabilities and on the field on a Friday night. Uh, We feel like we are a very large offensive line. We feel like we've got good bodies there. Um, you know, they just haven't been in the fire yet. Uh, depth is a little bit of a concern there. Like, I think any coach in Texas is going to tell you, wish we had more offensive and defensive linemen. Um, I think you, you can never have enough of those type of guys. And so, but the, the five to seven that we think are kind of the guys we're counting on, we feel like they're extremely talented. We, we do have large bodies uh, and they're athletic. They're not just lazy. And so I think they can come through. Um, some special talent there that's really young that if they'll come on early, I don't think they're going to have a choice 
with Longview and Lone Star and people like Tyler Harris right out of the gate, I think they're going to learn pretty quick one way or another. Well, yeah, and if you're a fan, a couple of years ago, this was kind of the you know deja vu a few years ago i think yeah. we looked around and said boy it's a really good defense and really good uh, skill position guys but question mark about that offensive line the last year or so that offensive line really came together and was one of the strengths of your team it was and so i think as long as we can stay healthy uh, it's going to be a lot better i think our tight ends will help that position i think they they're all back and i think just another year and what they've been doing they've had really good summers there I think they're going to help the offensive line out as much as anything. And we've got really talented, skilled kids, like you said. And so oftentimes they don't have to have the biggest holes. Um, (laughs) Our receivers don't have to have a ton of time. A lot of those things really capacitate to just making an offensive line better and being able to gain confidence out of big plays through really tremendous athletic skill kids. I think we're going to get a chance to maybe see just how special uh, the freshman you had last year, uh, Tredarian Ball, actually is we we talked about big offensive line and lots of space last year and not maybe so much this year coming out of the gate and maybe we're going to find out he really is we really feel good about that you know most of our receiving core is all back and we've got some young guys in behind them that we think are really special down the road uh but our running backs both of those guys you've got javari johnson uh, returning first team all district newcomer of the year Darian ball first team all district both these guys combined are looking at 40-plus offers, um, tremendously talented, hardworking kids who've had really good summers, and both of them have put on about 10 to 20 pounds. Uh, they both had uh, really good season, uh, summers on getting faster and feel good about it. You getting lots of colleges uh, coming through the facility, or are you expecting a lot of them coming through this fall? Yeah, we'll get a lot this fall. Um, I mean, I think that's just another changing world right there in college of how they recruit and what they're looking for and how definite things are in a kid's life over the span of, you talk about Javari, who's got two years left, and Tredarian, who's still got three years left. And so I think, you know, time tells and so does it take. So as colleges continue to put an importance on the running back position, maybe not so much the NFL, but the colleges still are, um, that's a big, big priority for a lot of people. And so I think we've got two of those guys with some young freshmen who are and sophomores behind them who are really talented. Shake out the district for me real quick, and I know nobody's done anything yet except for a first day of practice for somebody, but as you're expecting how this district may uh, may shake out, what do you think? Yeah, I think the surprise of the district, is, it's going to be Pine Tree. Um, obviously, 1-9 last year doesn't bode to look very good, but I, as the season went along, um, I thought they were peaking at the right time with a young group, although the scoreboard didn't really show it. Uh, defensively, I mean, they've got one of the better defensive lines in the state at any level. Um, you've got four Division One kids up there. That always usually makes for a pretty good defense. Uh, I think Marshall, um, under Coach Alvarez another year, uh, they've got some people back in certain places that are just really good, returning quarterback particularly. Um, they're, they're all, it's always a big game right there, uh, Texas High and Marshall, and so I don't think that's going to be any different this year. Uh, and you got White House. Uh, they've got the – best quarterback in the district back from last year um they've got nine and nine back on their team lost some really good players they had some really really good corners and receivers that graduated they've got to replace but they've done a great job they'll be a good ball club and Hallsville and what they've done over the last three years uh they're always going to be highly competitive and Mount Pleasant's got their quarterback back and some receivers and uh a safety that's a division one safety so i think that's kind of what you're looking at in our district where you're going to see a really lot of really good football games and uh nacogdoches being three hours away we're never really sure what we're walking into there 
yet, but over the last several years, the scores have dictated a pretty good game. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Jerry, you sound like you're in midseason form already. You're smooth. You're on top of everybody. I'm a little impressed right now. I think you have been working out this summer. Man, we we do spend a ton of time on our opponents in the summer. Just It's like, you know, any war you're going into, you better know your opponent as, best, as well as you know yourself. And so, um, man, we break those guys down in the spring. We practice for them in the spring and the summer. And so we've been trying to game plan for them for over the last six months. Are you, are, are you a guy that's uh, looking forward to snapshot day? It's another year of realignment coming up. Yeah, I think we're okay. I think the, the interesting parts are going to be like pine tree dropping down the 4A. I think that's a real, real high likelihood. Yeah. Um, shake some things up with us. Uh, there's really nobody in East Texas. From what I gather, there's nobody coming up in East Texas 2-5-A. Um, I think there were some conversations in Lindale, but Coach Cochran said there's not a chance. Um, and so that could do some things to us to send us west down I-30. Uh. Um, but if we stay with Nacogdoches, it also lends us to be able to go Region 3. Okay. Um, and there's a ton of movement in Region 3 and Region 4 on people going to 6A. Um, that, that, those are going to be the biggest things. I don't think I don't know how much of a snapshot is going to help us out. Obviously, realignment will tell us everything, but there's a lot of things that could change in what we see based on our non-district and or regional playoff opponents. Um, and, and we feel like there's still a lot of room left to, um, for us to improve, and we didn't feel like we gained everything we could have last year, and so we got a little bit of a chip on our shoulder going into this year to fix all those things. Do you like this uncertainty about not knowing where we're going to be next year? No. <laughs> we kind of used it's not exciting? It's not thrilling? I mean, it is like the freaking stock market <laughs> landing when it, when it hits on, like, the, somebody rang the bell when it goes off. It's chaotic, to say the least. How hard is it I mean, to find opponents chaotic. when you're in that room trying to find opponents for not knowing how many district games you're going to have and all that stuff? So it's easier to find them that day than it is prior to that day. Because once you get to that day, you some like it's like Colleyville. They got to play somebody, right? <laughs> well, they didn't want to play us either, and we didn't necessarily want to go to Colleyville, but it is what it is. So let's just play and get this over with. <laughs> um, prior to that, you get like we've got games penciled in right now, but they're penciled, and it is a very heavy eraser. Right? No, I get it. <laughs> so you just. I mean, nobody wants to commit because if they can find somebody they can go and beat, they're probably going to schedule something more like that. Yeah. Crazy. And so, nothing in pen just yet. I mean, we've got some really good ideas that we like what we've got on pencil. We'll see how that shakes out. Excellent. Well, Jerry Stanford, we thank you so much for taking time. First day of practice, we we got you away from freshman for about twenty minutes, so you're welcome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, balcony watching them, and they're moving around. There you go. <laughs> we'll get the real guys in and uh, get you back on right before the season starts. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Right. Be safe. Appreciate you. Jerry Stanford, head coach, athletic director over at Texas High. There's the update on the Tigers as practices finally here. We're getting going for football season 2023. Gotta love it. That means that right around the corner we might have some cooler weather. Oh, Jesus. No. <laughs> that's not even, that's worse than snapshot day. Yeah, that's true. It just lingers on and on and on. We'll take a break. We're coming back. About uh, nine minutes till six. You're on the fan. 1079. You're listening to Leaving the Yard. In 1992, a baby was born to parents that didn't want him. 
Instead of having an abortion, they let him be adopted by loving parents. Aaron Judge grew up to be a baseball player who broke the record for hitting the most home runs in a season. He's a Christian role model in a society that has abandoned morality and righteousness. Adoption instead of abortion will give us more world changers like him. Let's give babies a chance. I'm Pastor John Miller. Visit me at churchontherock.org. In this up and down economy, the sense of protecting every penny works so hard for to achieve the all-American dream. Let's start title with 150 years title experience. Handle every step of the closing process to give you peace of mind. Vast resources and customer experience is second to none. If it's your first house, commercial real estate transaction, or refinance, Stuart Title Tax Account will provide that peace of mind. Call 903-832-3720 to schedule your time today. Hey, y'all, by always looking local first, we're making sure our babies have a bright future. You know, local businesses depend on our support. They're usually first in line to support our local organizations. Let's do our part to always look local first. Don't throw your damaged cell phone away. It's repairable. Whether it's a screen replacement or micro-soldering, M-Tech Electronics can repair it. And at the best price in town. Call them today for your smartphone, computer, and game console repairs. 4012 Summerhill Square, Texarkana. When you're craving a real, honest-to-goodness, old-fashioned hamburger with the freshest ingredients... And French fries that make a jackrabbit slap a hound dog. Head over to 201 East Broad, TLC Burgers and Fries. Open Monday through Thursday, 10.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Open till 7, Friday and Saturday. Legacy Cleaners, formerly Holiday Cleaners, has 35 years experience and four locations in Texarkana and surrounding areas, including their newest location at 210 West 7th Street. For the best starch jeans in town, it's Legacy Cleaners. They can handle your finest threads. Look local first, and everybody benefits. From the store owners to people like you and me supporting them. Look local first. My name is Juanita Segura, and I was diagnosed in November of 2014 with non-small cell lung cancer. Biomarker testing was a turning point for me. By working with my oncologist, we were able to determine the most appropriate treatment plan. My fear was I wasn't going to be here to see my children grow up. That gave me hope knowing that I have that chance, and I did. Visit noonemissed.org for more. A public service message from Longevity Foundation. What's going on in the Twin Cities? It's the Fans Community Calendar. Saturday, August 5th, from 9 to 1, is the 9th Annual Unity in the Community at Washington, 1900 Nieta Street, Texarkana, Arkansas. Free school supplies for pre-K for 12th graders with food, games, and, and music. Parents, you must accompany your child. Alrighty, we are back. Five minutes, uh, almost till six o'clock. Leaving the yard. Uh, Chuck, Zach, Dodger, Danny Williams. Tomorrow morning, it'll be the uh, Power Hour. It's the uh, Le Tandem. Can't stop listening to that show. Tyler Huff or O'Gill is going to be in here tomorrow morning, seven o'clock. As Tony uh, will be back on the uh, afternoon show tomorrow, and then back for the uh, morning show, Kirk and Company, on Wednesday. The last vacay before. Well, no, so never mind. Says. It doesn't never matter. Mind. It's it not the last. No, he'll go. There'll be another one. Yeah, you know, we we I got Coach Stanford on the phone and told him uh, Danny's in here. By the way, for Tony today. He goes, "Where's Tony? On vacation? He's on vacation again. That guy's always on vacation." That's Jerry Stanford. I'm just quoting. <laughs> yep, yeah, right. You know, but retirement. 
and being able to go Whatever. is 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 key in his age, at his age. At his age, that's right. <laughs> at his advanced age, that's, that's exactly right. right. Uh, Rangers off tonight. They'll open a series against the White Sox tomorrow. We should be able to uh, get a glimpse of the uh, new pitchers. Although John Gray is supposed to start Game One of the series against the Sox tomorrow. Astros and Guardians. I almost said Indians. Mm. Guardians will uh, start their three game series this evening. So a chance for. Houston to maybe make up some ground or lose ground to the Rangers tonight. Sure, both winnable series for both ball clubs. Uh, but you know, I like the Guardians, but they're not. But they're not. They're not in the same caliber of the Astros no, and the abso- Rangers. Right absolutely now. not. And it's going to be interesting within the next you know twelve hours to see what's going to happen. How many more trades are going to get happening? You know, quite a few of them happen while we've been on the air. And uh, oh, we'll, more. Yeah, minor ones back okay. and forth. Nothing big splash, but All right. you know. Maybe there'll be a big splash or two before tomorrow. Who do you guess? If you're going to say, I, I think this team pulls the trigger on a big move. I think Verlander moves. Do you? Yep. Well, I'll tell you what. The Mets had the highest payroll in the history of baseball mm-hmm. when we got ready to start this season. We are not quite to August yet, and they've dumped Scherzer. They may dump Verlander. I don't know too many day-to-day players they're going to move. I know they moved a, a bit player today. You, you told me earlier to Milwaukee. But um, for the most part, they moved the biggest two payroll guys in the, in the staff, in the pitching staff. And they were talking to the other like, oh, it's not a rebuild. We're just, you know, <laughs> we're just, you know, recalibrating a little bit about what we had. But uh, Verlander moving. And potentially I've heard Houston back in the conversation. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I don't think they have the prospects to give to them. I think the two teams that are the hottest are the two teams that hate each other and want to outdo one or the other is the Giants and Dodgers. Okay. Uh, and they both have the prospects to be able to pull it off. Verlander said he would listen uh, he has a no-trade clause as well. Uh, he would listen to going to a winning team that wants to win now and in the near future. So he doesn't want to just make this, you know, one and done. I think he's got another year and then a player option as well. So I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. You know, you move from Houston to New York to potentially California sure. in the course of eight months, seven months. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know – Fun. And Verlander, Verlander got his 250th win, which is yesterday, huge, which is huge because getting to 300 is almost you know impossible to get to, but him getting to 250 is a big stepping stone. He's 39. Yep. Does he make does he make 300 wins? He's got the best shot at anybody, I believe, right now. Um, I don't think Kershaw's got enough in him to no, be able not. to finish it. I think Verlander can't. I mean. He had a you know a renaissance in Houston. You know, spin rate goes up. You know, fastball velocity goes up, um, and he's you know pitching his tail off, even for a team that doesn't score a lot of runs for him. So get him on a team that this the rest of this year and next year that scores some runs potentially, and then he's got to weigh whether or not he, that's important to him or personal life and things outside of baseball are going to be more important. He probably can get maybe three, four more wins this year. Maybe five. It'll leave him forty-five short, and will be forty years old next year. It's it's he, he goes fifteen wins, three more years, and he gets himself to three hundred. And and he he possibly could do it. I mean, he he like has the best opportunity in 
since I think Tom Glavin got his 300th, yeah. I think, was the last one. And we keep saying there will never be another 300-game right. winner, and here he is. And he just keeps he keeps proving people wrong because, you know, he he stunk it up at, for a couple years and then got injured and after the injury came back and was has been amazing ever since. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Uh, just putting that together and getting those wins, it, it'll be really interesting to see what he does because good ball player. All right, we're out of time. Appreciate Jerry Stanford hanging out with us for a little bit today. And we'll say goodbye. Danny Williams. Thanks I'm for Chuck having me Zach. for the last three days. You bet. Good seeing you. Tony Kirk back tomorrow. We'll see you at 5 here on Leaving the Yard. KCMC AM, translated on K300.